Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I'm Tim and thank you for joining the podcast today. Our topic today is Robert Hansen, better known as the Butcher Baker. He was a serial killer back in the 1970s who... Um, uh, is responsible for the murder of at least 17 women in Alaska, and um, the thought is that he is uh, he was responsible for many more. But we'll get into his life in just a minute. But before we do, let me introduce the rest of our panel. Joining us uh, <coughs> is the very lovely and talented and multi-haired uh, Brandy. I do have many hairs. Yes, <laughs> many hairs. <laughs> many hair collars, I should say. <laughs> Um, what is our hair today? Would you say, Colonel? Um, it's it's kind of hard to say yes. because she has sunglasses on. They're all messy and mangled together. Kind of look like a yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're done with this topic. <laughs> no, it looks quite nice. What? But what is that shade? Would you? Would you? I'd say it's uh. Didn't I call it piss off pink at one point? It's Cindy Lauper. Uh, yeah. It's Cindy Lauper meets the Bride of Frankenstein. Okay. A, but she don't have the beehive that the bride of Frankenstein had. No, had, no. But, yeah. but, but she got the white stripes. I don't yeah. know if they're gray or those are highlights. It's those gray highlights, the devil. <laughs> She's giving you a very dirty Can't look. Tell. Um, Brandy, you look very lovely today. How are you today, Brandy? I'm good, Tim. I had some days off. so Yeah, I'm, we missed you last week. I'm in week. good shape. We did. And the Colonel, uh, we, we also are joined by the very distinguished, very honorable... The uh, most dangerous man in podcasting, the Honorable Colonel Charles Beauregard, or Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Charles? Timmy, I'm sore, Timmy. Oh, Jesus I'm Christ. Sore. Uh, they took me to, they took my mom, my wife took me to Chicago. Uh, the uh, great my, state of Chicago. Uh, <laughs> what? Huh? The great state of Chicago. <laughs> you was in the great state of Illinois uh, <laughs> at the at the, in the city of Chicago. And I, uh, my son was directing a play up there. I saw that. So yeah. How did that go? But actually, I, you know, it was. I, I didn't really know what the hell the play was about. It was about some Greek god and Greek goddess. Is that the one where the guy's naked? Is the guy naked in no, it? No, there's nobody naked in the play. But it was actually, the acting was very good. The directing was just superb. He directed. Is this his first um, time directing? His debut. Um, his first time directing, he's assisted, been an assistant director a few times. Um, and and it, uh, now up in Chicago, they got about eight inches of snow while we was up there. So mm-hmm. we, and we typically don't go downtown to all the touristy places. Right. Um, but we decided Saturday we had a lot of time to kill. We went downtown, snowing like a sunbitch. Just snow mm-hmm. and snow. But but snowflakes, as big as pancakes, Timmy, and I ain't mm-hmm. lying. Just those big, soft, fluffy snowflakes right. coming down. It was very nice. But then they had a parade. I love a parade. Um, and it was very crowded, and they had police because that made for a good soft target. You got to think about that these days. Um, Your head makes and, for a good uh, soft target. And all of a sudden, Timmy, all the police, they had Homeland Security down there with dogs and mm-hmm. everything else. And uh, all the police and all the firemen started acting a little peculiar. Okay. And they started acting a little bit tense, and you could tell by the body language that something was something was just not a something was askew. Mm-hmm. And the John Hancock building was on fire. Mm. Where now, everybody it, gives their signatures. 
Yeah, and it turned out to be a, a small fire. There's apparently apartments in there, and somebody caught the bedroom on fire, which the devil is known to do with all those candles she uses. But hey, um, but it was it was a very Brazilian fun time. wax getting carried away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and mm. the friction. Yeah. And um, did but you anyway, watch Walking Dead. Hmm? Did you watch Walking Dead? I did. Glenn lives. I knew Glenn, Glenn was lives in Walking Dead. Yeah. Okay. I'm just done uh, talking about Chicago now. Yeah. So, um, Colonel, <laughs> that was a bad transition. Yeah. So, Colonel, I'm glad you had a good time in Chicago. I'm I'm sorry that you had to witness the uh, John Hancock building catch on fire, but it was put out and everything. Nobody was, got killed. And it okay. was very, but it was but it was very. It's you know, in, in these days, Timmy, when you see Paris and everything else, and Hancock, then you go down to downtown Chicago when they have a parade, and you see Homeland Security walking around with dogs. Yeah. You realize things have changed a little bit, and then when all of a sudden their body language takes a different thing, and you can see they're on high alert, you think, well, maybe I could just go back to the suburbs. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably better but off. But I, I knew if something happened down there, the colonel would be needed. Yeah. So I stayed. Well, that was very nice of you, colonel. And took pictures. Yeah. And I took pictures, on, yeah. Post them on Facebook. Tag myself. Okay. There you go. Okay, so well, uh, Colonel, very quickly, what the humanitarian uh, <laughs> very quickly, Colonel, any shout outs today? Uh, of course, we got Lady Beverly and Knut and Storm who we're doing all the time. Now, this is a story that we got from Celine, our friend. Yes, this today's story was um, suggested to suggested, us um, mm-hmm. by Celine. Yes, yeah, so we have them. Um, I would like to give a shout out to Charles Schwab. What is um, that, Chuck? Um, I'm independently wealthy, mm-hmm. um, and Chuck Schwab has helped me get there. Didn't mm-hmm. I'm glad. I'm glad that you recognize his. Last time I checked my account, I had three hundred and thirty-seven dollars. Look at you! Mm-hmm. Why are you yeah. even here? You're living the American dream. Well, you know, I might sponsor Why are you the here? show. This show is sponsored by the Colonel today. Yeah, wow! I don't think that's going to happen. Okay, let's get into the story, shall we? Um. So, so we thank you to Celine for um, suggesting this topic. Um, Robert Hansen, as I mentioned before, was a serial killer in the state of Alaska. And what made him particularly um, gruesome is that he would um, capture, abduct his victims. He would rape them. And then he would turn them loose in the wild. And then he would turn them loose and... Um, Hunt them, hunt them with an, uh, hunt them with a rifle or a bow and arrow. So, I believe this happened once on the Gilligan's Island. You remember, mm-hmm. you remember that episode where the guy come to Gilligan's Island and they thought he was going to rescue them, but really he was there to hunt humans. Well, and don't forget they had the Japanese soldier on Gilligan's Island. Well, too. that's true. Yeah, a lot of stuff happened on that island. Too. They had amazing battery life on that island for that. I was, a, I was always a ginger man. See, I like Marianne myself. Yeah. But so you know, what about the, what about Mrs. Howe? You know what though, Miss Howe was a freak. She was a freak. <laughs> there was, was always something going on with her and the captain. Yeah, I, I think, think her, the captain, and Gilligan was having little dirty menage a trois. See, I'm thinking Gilligan and the captain. You know, yeah, there was something a little peculiar about them. That that really is little buddy. What? Yeah, stop right. talking. Okay. Let's get into Robert Hansen. As I said, he was a serial killer known as the Butcher Baker. He got that name, but which, by the way, Kill. is a sucky name. I mean, if you're going to be a serial killer, you can put your you know you can put yourself out there. Right. You at least deserve a, a better name. A better name. But he was known as a Butcher Baker. I guess some local TV guy probably gave him that name uh, because he was a baker. Candlestick maker was taken. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a candlestick maker. But anyway, let's get into the story. And this is just so our listeners know, because we have informed listeners here. Yeah. This is not the same Robert Hansen who was a spy. Um, if you remember that, there was a Robert Hansen who was a spy. Yeah. There's a lot of damage. This is not him. This is Robert Christian. <laughs> not that guy. Yeah, not, not that, that guy. guy. But there's, it's odd. That uh, okay, it's a pretty common name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is this guy was Robert Christian Hansen. He was born in Etheridgeville, Iowa. He was not. Uh, Etheridgeville, Iowa, and back in 1939. He was a son of a Danish immigrant, and his father was, guess what his father did? He was a candlestick maker. (laughs) No, he was a baker. Cobbler? He was a baker. Did he bake cobbler? No, I don't know. He perhaps. I love cobbler. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In his youth, um, Robert Hansen was skinny, 
and painfully shy, and he was afflicted with a stutter. And he had a severe case of acne that left him permanently scarred. So I guess he was just he he was just beat off girls with a stick. Yeah, he he described himself later on. He would describe himself as as a teenager as one big pimple. So I know. Oh well, what can you do? Um, But he was shunned by attractive girls. (laughs) Well, yeah, one big pimple. A surprise. Uh, so he grew up hating them and uh, having fantasies about um, um, hurting them. So, well, you know, a person like that, it's only going to be a matter of time before they explode. Before that pimple burst. Before they erupt. Yeah. So anyway, throughout That's his bad. childhood and his adolescence, he, he was described as being very quiet and a loner. Um, they had, always are. Yeah, and he had a, you know, no surprise, he had a dysfunctional relationship with his domineering father. Um, he was frequently bullied at school for having acne and speaking with a stutter. He, um, he started to hunt kind of as a pastime and as a refuge away from this, uh, this uh, teasing. Well, let him kill things. Yeah, well, he started to. Um, in 1957, when... Uh, Mr. Hansen Robert was 18 years old. He enlisted in the United States Army Reserve, and he served one year before being discharged. He later worked as an assistant drill instructor at a police academy in Pocahontas, Iowa. Have you ever been to Pocahontas, Iowa there, Brandy? I have not. I can't find it. Yeah. Must be it. But it's a cool town. There's a lot of cool stuff going on in Iowa. Pocahontas. I well, didn't even know a Hannes. In the hobo convention. The hobo right? convention is there. Yeah. The, the, the axe murders took place. I got our mm-hmm. tickets for that, by the way. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a happening little state. But anyway, uh, I'm thinking, and the colonel's been out there a lot with his uh, presidential campaign. So yeah. anyway, um, he began a relationship with a young lady back in 1960, one year before I was born. Uh, and then on December the 7th, 1960, which, of course, is the colonel's birthday. Well, mm-hmm. not 1960, but December yeah. 7th. December 7th. A uh, date that will live in infamy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got, uh, Robert was married um, and at the age of 21. Uh, um, so he was married. Um, and uh, shortly after that, uh, he was arrested for burning down the Pocahontas County Board of Education school bus garage. Um, apparently, he had a fascination with fire and with arson. Um, so that was his first recorded um, criminal offense. He, him and a friend set fire to the Pocahontas school bus garage. They burned it down and they destroyed the whole th- damn garage. Yeah, and they destroyed three of the seven school buses. So kids were at a miss on how wow. for transportation that week. Um, right. He would have got away with it, but his uh, accomplice... Um, Started feeling guilty. Oh, um, ratted him out. Yeah, ratted him out. Yeah, he confessed. Snitches get britches. Yeah. Snitches do get britches. So um, for this little adventure, uh, Robert was sentenced to three years in the Iowa Men's Reformatory uh, and that, with a recommendation that he get psychiatric treatment. Um, and he did, and he told his psychiatrist about his compulsion to set fires. Um, Hansen served 20 months of a three-year prison sentence. Um, and remember, he's a newlywed at this point, too. Uh, but that didn't... Um, Did he get married? Was it a jailhouse? No, no, no. He got, they got married. No. They, they were on this honeymoon when he... I mean, they were in the honeymoon phase. Of the, they, they were married less than a year when he um, set fire to these school buses. So um, his wife divorced him while he was incarcerated. Um, was he angry at the Pocahontas school system? No, she probably reasoned he burned the damn thing down. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, she got. You think he got? He got some tail. And you think for someone who was had a stutter and who was one big pimple, that should he, be grateful they got tail. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I bet she made fun of him. I, I bet know. that's what it was. She came. He came home from. She was like. How are you? And he got all mad, ran out, and burned down. I think I think he probably had already been. He he probably already had issues by this point. But anyway, he moved to Minnesota for a while, and over the next few years, he was sent to jail several times for petty theft in Minnesota. He picked up shoplifting as an activity, and he enjoyed it. Uh, for a long time, and even continued to do it after he started killing uh, women. 
In a confession to police, he explained that he got sexually aroused by stealing, by shoplifting. And um, once outside the store, he many of times he would just give away the articles that he stolen. He just liked the act of stealing. And what, that's what turned him on. Isn't that called a kleptomaniac? And I don't know if they're sexually aroused. No, he was sexually I aroused. I think kleptomaniacs just can't control it. Yeah, I don't know. Well, and first of all, it's hard to go unnoticed with a ripping boner, I would think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, what's that you got in your pants? <laughs> Just saying, right. You know what? That would be a perfect thing, though, because if you went into the hardware store all the time, I just got they pat you down like twice, you got a big, huge woody on you, and then they're embarrassed to pat you down anymore. So you shove hammers and whatnot down there, yeah. and you get a that hurts your tweeter. Say, hey, this, is, this isn't Wouldn't hurt mine. I, this, I'm not stealing anything. It's just my wang. Just, 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 wang. just yeah. my wang. Okay, so uh, anyway, um, I don't know where I was, but in 1967, he moved to Anchorage, Alaska. You know, he wanted to get away from it all. Uh, he had met a new woman. And there you free, go. I'm telling you, this guy's getting talent for someone who stutters and's got pimples all over the place. There's somebody for everybody. Yeah, too. I guess so. He got married again. I mean, he moved to Anchorage with his new wife, and they uh, proceeded to have two children. Uh, he opened a little bakery in Anchorage. Um, remember, his father was a baker, so he taught him the trade. And um, he, uh, you know, from all accounts, was a good neighbor. <clears throat> Uh, he was well-liked, and um, he set several uh, local hunting records while he continued to hunt while he was up there in Alaska, set, uh, set several local hunting records while he was up there. So uh, it seemed like things were going well, but uh, he did go astray, and that's where Brady comes in. So in the 1970s, the Alaskan economy was booming because of the oil, um, Alaskan oil and the pipeline was being built and all those kinds of things. And men were coming from all over the country, all over the world, and they were relocating up in Alaska so that they could work on the pipeline. And so with a bunch of men, what comes with that? What, what are your needs when it comes to when you have a bunch of men that come into town? Uh, cologne. cologne. Beer. Yes. Beer. Yes. Pizza. Football. Yes. Football. Um, more basic. More basic. More basic. Um, butter. Okay. Butter. So they needed female companionship. Uh, yeah, they needed sex. And entertainment. Yeah, they needed they needed tail. So they, they needed release. So rather than have a circle jerk to keep warm, they had strip clubs started popping up all I over like your, Alaska. I don't like your all over Anchorage. I don't like your use of the word circle jerk. So you have jerk. to be so crude all the time. Really? So strip clubs and brothels started popping up all over Anchorage and to one of handle them, these needs. And I was looking at the names of them, and one was named uh, the Booby Trap, which I thought mm-hmm. was a, a good was name. Was it shaped like boobies? Because there was one of those down there in Florida. They're called they, Booby Trap? It was called the Booby Trap, yeah. and it was shaped like boobies, and I think they had to tear it down, but it was a very famous strip club down in Florida. Yeah, I don't know if this I want to say like shape. Daytona Beach or something. I don't think anyone in Anchorage would care. They probably at that point there was only you know just the men out there working in the booby trap. Yeah, and that's so, much going on in Anchorage. At not only did you have the the brothels and the strip clubs, but you had your independent contractors. That well, came you had in your well. renegade hookers. So you're saying you had freelancers? You had your freelancers okay. in there. So okay. we had we call them renegades in the trap. I call them girlfriends myself. I know. Well, <laughs> yeah. So you had whores everywhere, everywhere. You yeah. can't. You can't swing a, a can't, can't swing a dead cat without hitting a whore. Yeah. You can't swing a uh, tallywhacker without hitting a prostitute. Exactly. That's right. So this just provided. And Hansen, they charge extra for that too. Yeah. They, with the tallywhacker. Oh yeah. Yeah. God, this provided Hanson with a wealth of potent, of potential victims, uh, and his and his criminal activities um, escalated to more serious offenses, including rape and murder. So this guy is seeing all of this progress like a buffet. Well, yeah, and, and you're out, you're up here in Alaska, and it, like I said, it's probably you know where you even see those uh, reality shows in Alaska now. It's not you know there's a lot. It's of, not again. It's not like right. settled country. Right, right, there. right. And you know his wife was ugly. She had yeah, she ugly. must have been, but you know I don't know that. We don't, I don't think it has anything to do with. I haven't anything. seen the picture. Yeah, but the point is, his whole defense and his life we'll get into a little bit later is that he was rejected by women, and yet he's on his second marriage here, so he wasn't yeah. totally rejected. Well, well it's shut up. Women. Well, we don't know. Well, and it doesn't matter. Shut up. Quit your whining. Good lord. Well, maybe that's what? why people kill women for Christ's sake. What? Because you all are whining bitches. 
Well, because they lack compassion. He was a stuttering, pimply man. Yeah. He come home to He's the devil like you. He's on his second marriage. Now, Somebody got him to outgrew his acne. He probably did not grow. He had had the big pits in his. You know face. what? You're yeah, blaming you're blaming women because you were a deviant. How? How are I you was blaming? not a deviant. How I'm are you blaming? How are you? Women tend to provoke men into doing crazy things. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Maybe right. not murdering them. I mean, that's. Oh, well, but, that's what this. But women do provoke did. men into doing crazy stuff. Well, let's that see. Every cleaning let's out talk your, to cleaning out your savings account. And yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about Mr. Hanson, then we can see how much you want to compare the rest of mankind to this dumbass. So, in November of 1971, Hanson was arrested. He was driving in the town of Spinnard and stopped for a light and glanced over at the woman in the car next to him. She smiled at him. Oh, oh, oh yes. Yeah, and he regarded this as an open invitation to point his wow. gun at her and demand that she come with him. Well, it's like spreading your life. It's like spreading your life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so anyway, he, she smiles at him. And, and he, he, point, he pulls his gun, tells him, wants her to come with him, and she uh, basically tells him to go fuck himself. So See, that, that's the other thing about Alaska. They're badasses up there. Oh, yeah. Well, because everybody packs heat. Yeah, they do. So... He was released on his own recognizance, but while awaiting trial, he was arrested again. This time, he was accused of having picked up an 18-year-old prostitute outside a bar in downtown Anchorage. He kidnapped her and raped her at gunpoint. Now, does it only become rape after he refuses to pay? Well, no means no. Well, no does mean no. You know, and, and here's what I don't get. I, I've, I've heard this term before. And I'm not saying that Rape and gunpoint, rape and knife point, whatever. I'm not saying hookers can't be raped at all. But, no, what I'm saying is, are you holding a gun throughout? Because that'd be distracting. Richie did it on The Sopranos, remember? Yeah, he did. See, so. Yeah, he did. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, the district attorney was forced to drop the case because the prostitute that filed the complaint failed to appear in court. Shocking. Yeah, you know, prostitutes are unreliable. They really are. So it was it was shocking, but she refused to come forward and do whatever. So Superior Court Judge James Fitzgerald sentenced Hanson to five years for drawing the gun on the Spinnard woman and based the punishment heavily on his psychiatric evaluation. <clears throat> Yeah, they knew they had a sick puppy there, and they just tried putting away some some way. Yeah, um, Fitzgerald, you know, he could really see that Hanson was was a nut job, but uh, because of the way offenders like Hanson were treated in those days in Alaska, he got out of jail very quickly, uh, despite objections from the prosecutor. Um, when he got in, when he went to jail, he immediately applied for parole, and was only in jail from March to June. Man, how do you get that? How do you? Do that, that's a deal. You, yeah. you, go, you know what? You get, you get sentenced and you immediately apply for parole. <laughs> here's the thing that that's I don't a understand. Man right well, there. here's the thing that I don't understand. And I and if you think about all the people that we've talked about, I would say, you know, you have people that go out and they do these horrific things, and you know they get out laid out of jail after two weeks or a mm-hmm. month of a six year sentence or something like mm-hmm. that. But the guy that traffics in like a pound of marijuana is fulls serves his full yeah. three years. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. You know that well, guy yeah, serves. A, you know, yeah, so, that's because of federal sentencing guidelines. It just, well, it's yeah. just crazy to me that you know. Okay, yeah, yeah let's let this crazy bastard out. But that stoner over there, who's probably not going to bother anybody, he's going to serve his full sentence. Well, and, on and, and this is, uh, and, and I would never catch a break like that. I was that. thinking about this, and, and I. Do, I, I believe the man deserves to be punished but um uh the subway guy he got 16 and a half years for one count i believe yeah when you have guys who are when you have guys that are shooting people right they get yeah they get eight years for it right you think hmm. yeah no and not that jared's Jared's sentence should not be reduced. I think that we need to raise the sentence. Yeah, for it, it just a life. seems like there's a disparity between. I know. Well, he will end up. Uh, Tim, you're not the lawyer here. What does? What? Why? Well, again, when you're talking about drugs, you're talking about federal sentencing guideline sentence. I mean, very federal sentence guidelines that 
that gives the judges very little uh, leeway in terms of what they so do. So it's, it's their federal guidelines no matter where it right. takes place, no and matter that, if you a, don't cross state lines, they no want, matter nothing. They, they want, that's why they want you know reform. That's why they want reform, reform yeah. of these things, to give judges more um, say in terms of how. No. But, but to your point, these are uh, these are you know murders a state crime or or assault state crime. So here they would they, like you said they could uh, pr- they probably need to um, you know increase the uh, sentence instead of uh, or make it more difficult. And I think now you probably would. We're talking about in, in, in the seventies where everyone was buying the insanity defense and you know it was all the focus was on. Rehabilitation, and let's face it, the focus isn't on rehabilitation now. It's about putting people away. But it wasn't in the seventies. There was a whole focus on, you know, uh, reforming people instead well, of focus just, on profit. Now, yeah, well, true. Um, in June, he was okay. So he was in jail from March to June. In June, he was assigned to a halfway house uh, where he, you know, washed dishes or whatever, and received psychiatric treatment until November. Um, in December of 1971, he was let out of the halfway house on work fu- on the work furlough program. In a confession he gave to investigators later, he stated that the very first night he was free, he went down to Fourth Avenue in Anchorage and started cruising the area. Yeah, he was known among watching. Go ahead. I'm sorry. He was known among the prostitutes and the strippers. He, I'm sure he was. Yeah, he was. They That's kind of, a network. Yeah, yeah. yeah you'll, we'll get to this later on. But once he, once they start looking for a, a suspect, yeah, yeah, the girls kind of know who who he need. Well, sure, they direct the police right away. That's answer. a network. So he was watching um, the prostitutes and fantasizing about how he was going to capture them again and do whatever. Then he started hanging around the strip joints, trying to lure the dancers and the prostitutes with the promise of money for a good time, which is what you do with prostitutes. You promise them money for a good time. Actually, well, yeah. And, and Timmy and I have always said that with the prostitutes, you're not paying for the sex. Right. What are you paying for, Timmy? Uh, you're, paying, you're paying them to leave afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you guys are great. Um, so he was always flashing around a big wad of money, which is probably all the money that he had. Well, he was a baker. Hell, he, you know, baker's probably making... Oh, bakers oh, are making make, the scratch. Making the dough. Well, he was rolling in the dough, too. He was rolling in the dough. Yeah, but dough. you know what? In Anchorage, seriously, when you need a birthday cake made, where are you going to go? Where are you gonna exactly. Go? Well, the thing is, he couldn't stay out too late because who's going to make the donuts? Who exactly. will make the donuts? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true. So... Um, but, you know, and all this was very tempting for some women, even though... Many of them thought that Hanson was just weird. <laughs> well, he's he's got acne, stutters, <laughs> kind of a freak show. Yeah, yeah. Point, point the gun at you, random. yeah, random. But evidently, smile at him. But I don't want to hear it because he's getting laid like linoleum. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. yeah. So in 1975, another prostitute complained about about Hanson to a rape crisis counselor. These prostitutes are kind of a whiny bunch. whiny bunch. <laughs> yeah, I'm like you whiny bitches. God. Okay, so um, so he he uh, she goes to a rape crisis center. Yes, and the um, in, the center actually reported the assault to the police. We but, have a small fire going on in the studio. Sweet <laughs> Jesus! But Hanson again got lucky because after a while the woman refused to cooperate. Well, again, just like you know, with the the our last topic with the with the truck driver. You know, he's going out with, you know, he's, his victims are the women who are, like, on the margins, right? That right. don't necessarily, uh, you know, the one went to the rape crisis center. But a lot of times they're not going to report stuff. Right. And hookers, you know, mm-hmm. notoriously don't want to yeah, talk they, to the they, police because they're right. afraid they'll get picked up. Right. So he wasn't charged. But, you know, officers knew, officers at the time knew that he was guilty. Um, Hanson, however, claimed he was, it was merely a dispute about money. Yeah. Uh, so, then in 76, Hanson was picked up for shoplifting a chainsaw from a Fred Meyer store in Anchorage. <laughs> Tried to stuff it in his pants. Like, mm-hmm. I don't... Okay. Now, you got to be careful stuffing a chainsaw in your pants. Well, you got to make sure it's not on. Well, there's yeah. that. That, yeah. So, this time... Many a wang have been lost. Yeah. To a chainsaw? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a... Um, there's a... There is a... Um, 
monument for all the lost mm-hmm. wing. Yeah, yeah, for all the wings lost to chainsaws. chainsaws. Yeah, and it's is a little, it a dildo Newfoundland? It, it kind of is. It's a graveyard with every every time there's a wang lost to a chainsaw, an angel loses they put its wings. A little dildo in. in uh, well, that's well, and oddly, you know how the uh, you know the first aircraft fatality was one of the Wright brothers. No, he was he was in the plane, but he didn't die. No, one of the Wright brothers was the first person killed in the plane. No, he was in the plane. Anyway, don't interrupt me. Um, <laughs> don't inter- don't inter- you know facts. The first don't person, interrupt his you bullshit. You know the first person in the Wang Museum was? Paul John Bunyan. Wayne. Oh, Paul Bunyan, because he hit it with an axe. Mm-hmm. Paul Bunyan must have been hung. Mm-hmm. Oh, not like, like his ox. Like an oak tree. Yeah. So, anyway, so they, the law treated Hansen's shoplifting offense more severely because of his two previous felony convictions. Yeah, they got him on something. They got him on a fire in Iowa and then pointing his gun at, the, at a woman in Spenard. So the judge sentenced him to five years. Um, the sentence actually could have been much worse if the judge had known about the two rape charges that had been filed but thrown out. So Hansen, again appealed to the Alaskan Supreme Court, arguing that his sentence was excessive. The court agreed, and they set him free in August of 1978. In doing so, the court cited Hansen's apparent stable family life and his job, being the baker. Other than his shoplifting and his two prior felonies, the court believed that Hansen lived a fairly normal life and thought with psychiatric help he should be fine. That's what they always think. Mm-hmm. Never works out. They recommended he be put on probation and treated, but the treatment never happened, and Hansen was out in the world again. Um, <clears throat> also in 78, Hansen decided to apply for an apply for a pilot's license. A pirate's? Pilot's oh, license. Because we need this guy in the air. Well, sure. Yeah. By, by land, by sea, by yeah. air, you know. You never know when you'll pick up a hooker in the clouds. <laughs> you, never, you never know. You never so know. So, on his application... Some of, the, some of those hookers, they, they live far, pretty far out. Oh, they do. <laughs> yeah. On his application, he stated that he was taking lithium. That's a drug that's used to control bipolar disorder. Was it, did he think that that was going to help? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. His application, <laughs> I don't know. Strengthen his application. But he was, much better now. But he was denied because of that. So he, he was denied. This is what I'm saying. You need to do a background check on that. Stuff. Colonel, I can't even believe you have a driver's license, all the shit you're on. <laughs> so. Who said I did? <laughs> yeah, well, there's that. Um, he submitted another application, didn't list any drugs, and they went ahead and gave him a license. Uh, well, see, that's a way to do it. If you get denied, just fill out another application. And he just and you know what he did? Lying. He put the same one, just scratch a line through lithium. Right. I do My not. Bad. I do yeah. not take lithium. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nope. But I know a guy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So he so he got the license this time. Um, 
there was only one complaint on record against Hansen from that time until he was tracked down for murder. He stole a plane. No. No. Oh. Of course, it was a complaint filed by a prostitute. She claimed well, she claimed that he held her hostage in a camper in Anchorage and that she had become convinced that Hansen was going to rape and kill her, which was probably a pretty, yeah, pretty good assumption. Yeah, pretty good assumption. Um nude and desperate, she broke a window in the trailer. Got I am off the nude and desperate. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Well, she broke glass in, a, in the trailer and ran down the street screaming as she went. So, naked, screaming, prostitute. I mean, I know it's Naked, not, running, screaming, prostitute. I know it's not funny, but wouldn't, that make a, wouldn't you love to see that? <laughs> no, you know what? It's a fucked up shit. What is that? Yeah, that would be me. Uh, the police got involved, but again, nothing came of the case. There was no physical evidence. And at that point, it became it came down to the word of a respected bris- businessman against that of a prostitute. A respected businessman on lithium who's been arrested several times. <laughs> Have hey, five years of- you know what? It's easy living up there in Anchorage. Yeah. I think we all need to go. We can all be pillars of the community. Yeah, I'm you what. You make a couple donuts and the whole I know. The, whole, the, the world's at your feet. Yeah. It's a pillar of society. Good Lord. What happens next so in uh, Well, yeah. the Anchorage City Police, they started noticing that uh, they started getting complaints about missing topless dancers. And when I say topless, I mean that they, these were whole people. They just like to dance with their shirts uh, off. Oh, okay. So you so mean they, they were, were dancing topless? They, they were real people. Yeah, whole people. Aren't they, they mobile, topless. though? Like, huh? Aren't they mobile? They get well, uh, topless they, dancers tend to be a fairly transient group. Yeah, but I imagine the ones in Alaska. I mean, I, I'm not sure where, you know, where you'd have to come down to the lower 48 probably to land another gig. Well, these could have been Alaskan bush dancers. You don't know. Yeah, you've seen that show. Yeah, I know. Um, but anyway, they, they tend to be a transient group, and when a few disappear, nobody really cares anything about it. But when you start to add up all the complaints, uh, and about since about 1986, you know, and there weren't a ton of them, but there mm-hmm. was six of them that disappeared from the, like there's the clubs. Yeah. yeah. And they had relationships with people, you know, friends. Um, some even had family. So the Anchorage when, police were they working their way through grad school? They were, yeah, of course they, they were. were. They were they were trying to give world peace and whatnot. One of them was a welder, <laughs> wanted to be a ballerina. <laughs> I bet they had daddy issues. <clears throat> oh, they all do. They all, and thank God for it, Timmy. Uh, you <laughs> you yes. wouldn't have a well. Never mind. <laughs> well, anyway, um, the Anchorage about? police quietly. Now, they did this without much fewer fanfare. There was like... So they didn't use a uh, a bullhorn. bullhorn, is that what you're saying? Well, there was like, be very quiet. We're forming a task force. Okay. So they, and, uh, they formed a task force. They danced. No, not just a task force, but a dancer task force. <gasps> did they dance while they were Yeah. Were they like yeah. a troop? They were like musical? village people. Yeah. So uh, to look into these disappearances. Now, on September 13th, 1982... A female body was discovered in a shallow grave down by the Nick River uh, in the wilds, about 15 miles northwest of Anchorage. Okay. Uh, she'd been shot once with a 223 caliber bullet, and a shell casing was found nearby. Late September, the police get an ID on this woman. Her name's Sherry Morrow, and she was a dancer at the Wild Cherry Club. Ooh, I yes. spent many a night at the Wild Cherry Club. Oh, yeah. Play that funky music, white boy. <laughs> so she disappeared back in 81, so she got killed. they found her in 1982. Now, with the discovery of this woman and with the profile of an identical to that of the other missing women, the policeman department's fears that a serial killer was at work in Anchorage were confirmed, even though they only had one body. Yeah, they had um, suspected something. They had suspected mm-hmm. that something was up this, so, uh, but they were still very quiet about it. Very, very quiet. I don't know if you sound like Elmer Fudd or Bill Clinton. I can't. <laughs> well, either way. Doesn't matter. Either way. <laughs> so, uh, now, since Morrow's body was found outside the jurisdiction of city police, the state and city police combined forces to develop a list of suspects. Now, one of the most important things they uh, did was question again and again and again. Now, you, and you know why. 
because they had booby fetishes. Oh, but they, they went they, down and talked to the, talk to to the, the dancers over and over and over again. Yeah, probably had um, to tip them a lot. You know, probably had to yeah. do, do some lap dances, get mm, that information. Yeah, now, yeah, that's what, like, Detective Jones was like, now, uh, ma'am, when you give these lap dances, uh, could you could you describe, well, why don't you just show me one? Well, I'm sure they had an expense account that they had to write that off yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, they talked to the they talked to the strippers. Yeah, and one of the names that kept coming up is creepy ass bastards. Um, guy over with, and over again, the guy with the pimples was Robert Hansen. Mm-hmm. The guy looked like he. Uh, they said they one described him as a man who looked like he'd been bobbing for French fries. Um, they did not describe him like that. <laughs> it's very descriptive. Said, of, although I do appreciate the little, the, little, said, the allegory there. Said, the description. It said it took longer for him to negotiate the price and actually have sex because he'd be like fifty. How about how about? Okay, girl. Okay. So, anyway. so he had a reputation among. So he kind of stood out, yeah, yeah as being uh, being creepy. Yeah, among yeah. So, um, now, on June 13th, now, this town's just crazy up here because, as Brandy said, the chick, we got the chick in the trailer that, you know, she got away. Mm-hmm. But now, on June 13th, and it's warm in Alaska, luckily, a patrolman saw a 17-year-old prostitute running down Fifth Avenue. She was handcuffed. I bet that doesn't happen screaming, in New York that often. Naked and terrified. She was naked, handcuffed, screaming, naked and terrified, yeah. running down Fifth Street. Running Fifth down Avenue. Fifth Street, Fifth, Fifth Avenue. Avenue. Now she didn't stop for the patrolman. <laughs> Hell no! Hell no! I don't blame her. Yeah. So the patrolman tracks her through two different motels and found her in one of them, still wearing the handcuffs. <laughs> and she said a man had taken her to the house, to his house, and raped her. Mm-hmm. Now, Baker found out about Hanson's criminal history, passed it on to the task force, and Hanson became a prime suspect. Yeah, this did. woman couldn't really say where the house was, so right. that's what the problem was. Then something happened. Can I can I get like a... A little drum roll? Just some of scary mood music. Yeah, then something... Like shit? You had to wait till I said this first. Then something happened that made him the only suspect. Da-da-da-da. The remains of another victim, Paula Golding, were found in a remote area near the Nick River about 20 miles north of Anchorage. Mm. Now, this gravesite could not be reached by foot or vehicle, only by plane. So it And Robert Hansen was the only serial su- killer suspect. Only serial owned, killer suspect. Uh, owned and flew an airplane. See, he should have stayed away from that, that license. Yeah. Yeah, he should have just they got They tried it. to help him. Because you don't need to tell nobody you get a hang glider. Yeah. You can get a hang glider. Colonel yeah. got a hang glider himself. But anyway. Well, he needed a drone, obviously. Well, that's true. So they bring in Hanson. They question him for... It looks like a drone carrying a body going by. Freaking <laughs> <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> so they question him for about five hours. They got well, you know serial killers are going to use those drones, man. Oh, you know they are. They already are. Yeah. So they get him, they get the they get the they bring him into a room, shine a light on him and everything. Good and cop, bad cop. They know they got the perp, not only on the, the kidnapping perp. and assault, but also on the killings. He sounded pretty official when the he perp. said the perp. They got the perp. And uh Hansen, he didn't confess. He was not gonna break. He was so they they just they hitting him with rubber tubes, they putting telephone books on the side of the head, punching him. Um, at least that's the stuff I do to my kids because it don't leave marks. Okay. But uh but Hanson's still not confessing. Mm. Then they then they came in and spilled hot coffee in his genitals. That's <laughs> they did <still>. not. <laughs> you're, you're embellishing again. We get more complaints about your embellishments. <laughs> okay, I but can't tell when the, when the colonel is telling the truth or making things up. Usually we say so. Yeah, this is clearly one of those times where he's making things up. But go ahead, Colonel. No, he sued McDonald's and ended uh, up getting a million dollars. Uh, no. Okay, that was a different Hanson. Never mind. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so they decide they're going to charge him and put him on trial. Mm-hmm. And uh, now the police, they got some search warrants. They come up with some very, very damaging evidence against this man in his home. What, what, what did they find? Well, they found an aeronautical map of south-central Alaska with 21 sites marked off. 
They're in South Central L.A. Presumably the graves of murder victims. So this is where he dumped the body. He kept a record of it. Yeah, there was a gun hidden under the attic insulation. I didn't know they'd looked that hard. I'm going to have to move his gun. Um, Which was eventually linked to the two killings of two women. Um, A bag of jewelry containing a distinctive necklace worn by a missing hooker. See, you never <clears throat> never keep trophies if you're a serial killer because they'll get you every time. And he had business cards from the two missing women. Yeah. Workers <laughs> have business cards? Well, of course they do. What do you think? They're just out yeah, there. They can't advertise. Right? And, yeah. Uh, so these things, are, of course, they were trophies, and Hanson would use them to relieve the, relive the killings, and he'd go up into his attic and pull a business card and pull something else. And Whack his like, wang. Remember when I choked that girl? And, and then afterwards, you know, he Does went. Does it sound like you, a jackhammer? Do you know afterwards he went down and made uh, pie? Mm-hmm. He did. Yeah, that was gross. He was making it. He was rolling his old. Uh, he was rolling, rolling the gooey hands into the dough, and uh, I never gonna be. Able, I can't eat pumpkin pie this this Thanksgiving. Well, well, you shouldn't be eating it anyway. Since now, you're shortly. at one point, Hanson just gave up. He gave police a twelve-hour confession, which he admitted to killing seventeen women and burying their remains in wilds outside of Anchorage. Now, police was convinced he was still withholding information on other killings. So they brought another pot of coffee in, dumped it in his genitals. Now, why would you confess to 17 murders and then hold out? You know, you might as well get it all off your chest. Well, you would think so, but he thought he could go go easier um, with just 17. It's at 20. It's at 20. It's a magic number. 20 think yeah. you're crazy. Yeah. Yeah, 20 you're That's crazy. That's off, huh? So as I said, they bring they come they got him up to seventeen. He won't confess to the other ones, even though they got twenty one marks on the map. He want they want to know about these other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, they bring, like I said, they bring another pot of coffee in, dump it straight on his genitals. No, they did not. Do um, that. And uh, and he still would not give them information on the other killings. So then they take him on a plane ride mm-hmm. to get him to point out the burial sites, mm-hmm. um, and they. Um, what they do is they open up the door and they hang him out by his ankles. And they say, is this no, one place? they did not do that. Well, they should have. Yeah, but they didn't. Okay, they didn't, but they should have. That's how I would investigate it. Like, point out how to buy one ankle. Any kind of investigator. Oh, yeah. Now, police, they were still pretty convinced he was withholding information and the hot coffee, it wasn't working. So, um, now... He did confess that he's 17, and he went into this great, great pains to rationalize his behavior. He said he would never kill good women. So he would only kill bad women. Well, he said prostitutes were something else. He could kill them with impunity. He explained um, that he had problems. You know, prostitutes just, they're not good women in his eyes. Okay. Know? To me, they're entrepreneur, entrepreneurial. Uh-huh. But to him, they were... Um, but to him, they were moral, yeah. immoral Jezebels. Now, if you're lucky he didn't run into you, because if he would have run into He's you, lucky you he talked about immoral Jezebels. He's lucky he um, didn't run into me. And I'm in no way implying you're a prostitute. You're just a bad person. Mm. You're not a good woman. Um, but anyway, he, he explained that he had uh, some problems here with his... Uh, with his... Uh, since he was a teenager in Iowa, women wouldn't go out with him because of his acne and his butter. Never stutter. Uh, butter. You got a typo here, Timmy. I'm sorry. That's stutter. They wouldn't go out with him because of his stutter. Yeah. Um, which, which makes more sense than butter. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I, I would hate to be rejected because of my butter. Yeah, well, well, couldn't believe it's not butter. Oh, but yeah. anyway, he said he always loved women, but... He made a distinction, and a very sharp distinction, between the good girls and the bad girls. Well, I do because too. good girls, bad girls could die. Yeah. Well, no, I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that. It's just Tim's a lover, not a fighter. They're more fun. Yeah. I'm just mean, you know. Well, and you know, if you go, and this is his confession. You know, if you go to a motel or something, it's mm-hmm. more like more or less like a prostitution deal. Yeah, every time I go I'm going, hotel, I think that. And I, uh, I, I guess I'm even trying to, now I'm, I'm speaking exactly what he said. Are oh, you reading his confession? Yeah, I'm reading his confession. his confession. I guess I'm trying to even convince myself maybe that I wasn't really buying sex. 
it was being given to me. And that aspect that I was good enough and I was it was being given to me. And God, uh, God darn it, people like me. Yeah, if <laughs> I can explain that a little bit better, gentlemen. Going back in my life, way back to my high school days and so forth. He's a whiny bitch. I was, I guess what you might call, very frustrated and upset all the time. I would see my friends and so forth going out on dates and so forth and had a tremendous desire to do the same. But I was left alone on Saturday nights, dateless, and the only thing I had available to me was the family cat. No, he did and not say cat. that. Come on, Colonel, stay with the story. All right, he didn't do the cat. What is with you? God, <laughs> you're quoting here, so you have to Okay, be I'll take that back. From the scars and so forth on my face, as you could probably see, and if you see a picture of this guy... He's not attractive. It looks like... His face caught on fire, and his daddy pitted it out with a pitchfork. Yeah. That's what it looks yeah, like. He was scarred. He was a, he was an ugly man. Evidently, because he's being a whiny bitch about it. Nobody go out with me. I couldn't get girls. I'd fuck the cat. <laughs> he did not say that thing about the cat. <laughs> he did. He, 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 but are you sure he didn't bang the cat? Please. Are, no. you, are we certain that he didn't bang the cat? No. Okay, then. We can We're not saying he banged the cat. Yeah, I'm We're just saying, saying the cat was the cat. there. Yeah. <laughs> Move on from the cat. Okay, so anyway, from the, and he liked the term so forth. Mm. From the stuck scars and so forth on my face, as you could probably see, as, you know, as the detective across from him was like, you know, just oh, you hideous ass mess! Don't don't point that some Mount St. Helens ass thing at me. Um, I could see why girls wouldn't want to get close to me because if one of my zits popped, they put their eye out. <laughs> and see, he I, should be thankful for prostitutes instead of being so petulant. Yeah, more from prostitutes, that boy, he wouldn't have stuck his pecker in anything warmer than one of the apple pies he was making every morning. Um, and when I'm nervous and upset, like this here, I stutter a little bit. Which makes phone sex difficult. I'll try to demonstrate if I can think about exactly what I'm going to say. Phone sex. I mean that. Well, yeah, because you can't spit it out. You're paying by a minute. It does carry on twice as long. But by the time during my junior high high school days, I could not control my speech at all. I was always so embarrassed and upset with it from people making fun of me that I hated the word school. I guess this is why I burned down school. the bus way back in Iowa. That's why he burned down a bus? Yeah, which is because he was mad at ironic school. because he could say the word bus fairly easily. Right. It's only like about. I can remember. Bus. He tried to pick up a girl for a, he asked a girl for a prom and they thought she was doing a filibuster on him. He was like, what, what are you doing there? So anyway... That made no sense. Yeah, it took him <laughs> fast. I, I got it. Okay. What did it make sense? I can remember going up and talking to someone, man or woman, classmate or whatever, and so forth, and start to say something and start to stutter so badly that especially in the younger days, I would run away crying, run off to some place and hide for a day or so Bitch. forth. The worst there was that I was the rebuttal of all the girls around the school and so forth. The jokes. If I could have faced it, I know now if I could have just faced it and laughed along with them at my ugly ass stuttering self, I would have stopped, but I couldn't at the time. And it just, it just got so controlled me. I didn't control it. See, that's where you got to learn to control your emotions, folks. The Hulk has to. Mm-hmm. The Hulk does, so do you. I didn't start to hate all women. As a matter of fact, I would venture to stay, say I started to fall in love with every one of them. I used to stay up late at night and pleasure myself thinking about them. Did he say that, or are you making that Okay, up? I'm making that part okay. up. But you know he did. Well, probably so. But well, that would make him like every other man. Yeah. Every one of them became so say. precious to me because I mm-hmm. wanted their... Uh, I wanted their friendship. Their lady bits. I wanted them to like me so much. On top of the things that have happened. I wanted to. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to. 
How'd you like to try to get a dozen donuts from that bastard? I'm like, give me an assortment. Would you like a... I'm Give me 12 of the chocolate, motherfucker. Let me get out of here. I think we lost all of our listeners who stutter. We're still on... The stutter ain't no... So anyway... Yeah, there's nothing wrong with stuttering. Just don't go kill people. Yeah. Then we make fun of you. Yeah. Um... I think they can cure stuttering now. I think he hit somebody real hard on the mm. back of the head. I don't know that stop. that's it at all. They, they cured it with the king. <laughs> they did. Yeah. No, he they didn't did. get cured. Well, he learned how to. He, he learned, learned how to deal with it. Yeah. That so was anyway, he's, he's talking about women. Now he says every one of them became precious to me. On top of the things that have happened, I don't want to. I'm not saying that I hate all women. I don't see. And aside from stuttering, this motherfucker talked in circles. <laughs> I mean, he couldn't put thought together if he was. He, 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 so. he wanted people. He, he, so he, he was wanted related to, go, to you. He wanted to go on record to say <laughs> that he, he still loved like yeah. anyone cared. Yeah. So quite to the contrary, if I guess in my own mind, what I'm classifying as a good woman, not a prostitute. I do everything in my power, any way, shape, or form, to do anything for her, and to see that no harm ever came to this good woman. But I guess prostitutes a woman too. I'm putting down is lower than myself. Prostitutes are lower than a junkyard dog. I wonder why he didn't like hookers. Cause they charge. Yeah, maybe they charge money. So anyway, he got to sell a lot of donuts to get a hooker. Mm, so crazy. I don't know if I'm making sense or not. And this some bitch, you read this confession, he ain't making a damn bit of sense. And you know, when this started to happen, I wanted, you know. It happened the first time, you know, and I went home and I was literally sick, sick to my stomach. Over the years, I've gone to many topless and bottomless bars in town and so forth. There we go. And never, never touched one of the girls there in any way, shape, or form until they asked. Well, it's like they asked. And, well, if they it's asked, like it was a game. It's game on. They had to pitch the ball before I could bat. They had to approach me. I was like Dracula if you invited me into your house. That's how he was. Yeah, but he's full of shit because he, the one woman just smiled at him in the car. and he She approached him. Yeah. That's well, approaching maybe. him. He has a different view of approaching now. Yeah. They had to approach me first. Now, and again, he has an, his idea of approaching is saying, Smiling at him. Could I have a uh, long john and uh, a crumb cake over there? And he yeah. pulls a gun and says, Take your shirt off. Right. But, uh, they had approached me first saying I was about to get off a, at a certain time. We could go out and have a good time or something like this here. If they don't, we weren't playing that game that night. They had to approach me. I've talked to, I suppose I made it a point to try and talk to every girl in there. Sometimes if I thought there was a possibility that she didn't say it the first time, but she might come back and say it again... Now I've invited two or three table dancers with her and comment on how her... So he tried to get these women to He tried everybody. to trap them to yeah. solicit him, and then once they solicit him, he, he they're open, they're free game to yeah, he'd rape say, and torture and he kill. He basically it was in trap, he was in trapping prostitutes. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, But that's as far as it was going until she, that she had to make the move, and then I had to play out my fantasy. She had to come out and say we could do it, but it was going to cost you some jack, Jack. She was no longer, I guess, what you might call a decent girl. I don't, I didn't look down into girls dancing. What the hell? They're just trying to make a buck. But prostitutions, that's something different. Those was naughty, naughty bad girls. They're just trying to make a buck, too. Yeah, but that was his full confession, and he uh, he didn't really confess to what he, what his, now he mentions right here, Timmy, play out my fantasy. Yeah, which which included rape, torture, and then, like we said, turning them loose in the wild and hunting them down like an animal. Yeah, and you know what was unfair about that? He didn't arm the woman. No. He didn't uh, give them shoes. He turned them out naked. Well, I mean, it had to be hor- horrifying, you know be uh, hunted by this guy who's just tortured and raped you. But anyway, he was charged with assault, kidnapping, multiple weapon offenses, theft, 
and even insurance fraud. He kind of did, there you go, insurance yeah. fraud. Um, apparently, he had stolen um, alleged some uh, trophies that he had that uh, he had owned had been stolen, and he cashed in on them through the insurance company. So he got he had a little bit of everything charged against him. He pleaded guilty to four of the homicides that the police had uh, direct evidence for, which was enough. Um, to put him away. A plea deal required that he provide details about his other victims, and he did provide uh, details on, you know, the 17 total, uh, but he still, there. the police believe that there are still victims out there that he did not account for. Um, so uh, it's unknown, you know, that there's uh, at least uh, uh, 13 other ones that they think that he could have been uh, responsible for killing. Well, uh, and you know how we talked about the Japanese guy on Gilligan's Island? Yeah. Didn't know the war was over? Right. There could be three, four naked women running around the woods in Alaska still I, thinking he's chasing them. I would hope not. Anyway, he showed investigators 17 graves in and around south-central Alaska, um, 12 of which were unknown to the investigators. So he did provide him some information. Um, there remained the marks on his map, as I said. Um, there was, you know, there were still more that he did not pr- provide information for. So he provided 17, but there were 30 um, uh, marks on his map, uh, but uh, they were unable to find any remains. But they were able to exhume the remains of uh, 12 of them. Um, he was sentenced. Hansen was sentenced by jury to 461 years plus life in prison without the possibility of parole. So um, he was first in prison at the United States Penitentiary in Lewisburg, Pennsylvania. Um, In 1988, he returned to Alaska briefly and was incarcerated at the Lemon Creek Correctional Center in Juneau. Uh, But in spring of 1990, he was moved from the Lemon Creek Prison uh, to a maximum security facility in Seward uh, because um, they found in his cell he had some aeronautical maps that indicated that he was planning on escaping from Lemon Creek. So um, they moved him to a more secure uh, facility. Uh, but most of the investigators on this case believe that Hansen had killed many more women than he admitted to. Um, he played this kind of, as I mentioned, this hunt and kill game with them, releasing them in the wilderness naked, and then hunting them down with a knife or with a gun or a bow and arrow. Um, the police, the police officer in charge of that of this investigation, was quoted as saying, "Some killers um, have things that are likable about them. In, in other words, that you know, someone can be a monster but still be charming." Um, but according to uh, Walter Gilmore, who was the uh, head of the state police at the time, there was no redeeming qualities about Hanson. Um, so Hanson ended up dying at the age of 75 at the Alaska Regional Hospital in Anchorage on August 21st, 2014, so just over a year ago, uh, due to some undisclosed health condition. So that's it for Mr. Hanson, quite the weirdo. Brandy, do you have any uh, final thoughts on Mr. Hansen? No. So he was releasing these women into the wild and then hunting. Yeah, he was released. He was abducting them, raping them, um, then releasing them naked into the wild and then hunting them down with either either a, a rifle or a bow and arrow. Nice. And then after he killed them, he would bury them out there <clears throat> in Alaska. And they, like I said, they were able to recover 12 of the remains, but... Um, there's still, they believe, at least 18 that are unaccounted for. So quite the sicko. So thank you to Celine for um, suggesting this topic. Uh, Colonel, you have any final thoughts on Mr. Hansen? No, I got nothing on this. This is a sick, twisted bastard. We we getting sicker and sicker all the time with these some bitches. Seems like it, huh? Um, Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Yes. Uh, Brandy, where can people find us? You can find us on Stitcher and iTunes and Facebook. Yeah, we're all over the place. And Twitter. Yeah. And, and the Netflix. And the, not the Netflix. Netflix. We will be uh, we will be giving away too. award at the Country Music Awards. We're not doing the, that. Well, no, you're not, but the Colonel is. No, because that already I'm, happened. I'm being so. a presenter. No, it already happened. All right, Colonel, any final words of wisdom to leave our listeners with? 
Um, well, you know, um, I'm a little disturbed, Timmy, because the new Adele CD, came, the new Adele album got released, and they're not streaming it anymore. She is my girl crush. Yeah. Well, I heard it's really good. I don't know. I don't even know who the woman was. I just seen it. They're not streaming it, and I thought, what kind of woman does that kind of thing? I, I don't you know. don't like she, her she, anyway. She's not a non-streamer. I, I don't. I, I I think she got a good voice. The girl got a good. I mean, she know Bruce Springsteen. Okay. We'll see you all again next time on History Please. Bye, everyone. Good Bye. day. Bye bye. Say good day, Colonel. I did say good day. What the hell? Are you paying attention to me at all? Say it again when the whole focus is say on. Say it feel like good day, listeners. I hope you. I hope you have a lovely day. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.